Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And I may be our spirit. Brethren, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess, to Almighty God, and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, blessed Mary, ever virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to our everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, who, as an example of humility for the human race to follow, cause our Savior to take flesh and submit to your promise, graciously grant that we may heed his lesson and of patient suffering, and so merit a share in his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness, and found human in appearance, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. He said in reply, 
have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and giving it to his disciples, said, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood, the blood of the covenant, which will be shed on behalf of men for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, from now on I shall not drink this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it with you, you, in the kingdom of my Father. Then, after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, This night all of you will have your faith in me shaken. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will disperse. But after I have been raised up, I shall go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him in reply, Though all may have their faith in you shaken, mine will never be. Jesus said to him, Amen, I say to you, this very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even though I should have to die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples spoke likewise. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to feel sorrow and distress. Then he said to them, My soul is sorrowful even to death. Remain here and keep watch with me. He advanced a little and fell prostrate in prayer, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. When he returned to his disciples, he found them asleep. He said to Peter, So you cannot keep watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not undergo the test. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Withdrawing a second time, he prayed again. Father, my father, if it is not possible that this cup pass me, cup pass without me drinking of it, your will be done. Then he returned once more and found them asleep, for they could not keep their eyes open. He left them and withdrew again prayed a third time, saying the same thing again. Then he returned to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Behold, the hour is at hand, when the Son of Man is to be handed over to sinners. Get up, let us go. Look, my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs, who had come from the chief priests and the elders of the people. His betrayer had arranged a sign with them, saying, The man I shall kiss is the one. Arrest him. 
Immediately he went over to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Jesus answered him, Friend, do what you have come for. Then stepping forward, they laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. And behold, one of those who accompanied Jesus put his hand to his sword, drew it, and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put back your, put your sword back into its sheath, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think I cannot call upon my Father, and he will provide me at this moment? with more than twelve legions of angels. But when, how, but then how would scripture be fulfilled, which says that it must come to pass in this way? At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? Day after day I sat teaching in the temple area, Yet you did not arrest me. But all this has come to pass, that the right writings of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Those who had arrested Jesus led him away to Caiaphas the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Peter was following him at a distance, as far as the high priest's courtyard. And going inside, he sat down with the servants to see the outcome. The chief priests and the entire Sanhedrin kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus in order to put him to death. But they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward who stated, This man said, I can destroy the temple of God and within the high priest rose and addressed him. Have you no answer? What are these men testifying against you? But Jesus was silent. Then the high priest said to him, I order you to tell us under oath before the living God whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him in reply, You have said so. But I tell you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power, coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has blasphemed. What further need have we of witnesses? You have now heard the blasphemy. What is your opinion? They said in reply, He deserves to die. Then they spat in his face and struck him, while some slapped him, saying, Prophecy for us, Christ, who is it that struck you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. One of the maids came over to him and said, You too were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it in front of everyone, I saying, do, I do not know what you are talking about. As he went out to the gate, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This man was with Jesus the Nazarene. Again he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. A little later, the vice 
was born, and all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate the governor. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that Jesus had been condemned, deeply regretted what he had done. He returned the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in betraying innocent blood. They said, What is that to us? Look to it yourself. Flinging the money into the temple, he departed and went off and hanged himself. The chief priests gathered up the money, but said, It is not lawful to deposit this in the temple treasury, for it is the price of blood. After consultation, they used it to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why that field, even today, is called the field of blood. Then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet. And they took three pieces of silver, the value of a man with a price on his head, a price set by some of the Israelites, and they paid it out for the potter's field, just as the Lord had commanded me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and he questioned him. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You say so. And when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he made no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they are testifying against you? But he did not answer him one word, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now on the occasion of the feast, the governor was accustomed to release to the crowd one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had assembled, Pilate said to them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had handed him over. While he was still seated on the bench, his wife sent him a message. Have nothing to do with that righteous man. I suffered much in a dream today because of him. The chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas, but to destroy Jesus. The governor said to them in reply, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They answered, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus called Christ? They all said, let him be crucified. But he said, Why? What evil has he done? They only shouted the louder, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he was not succeeding at all, but that a riot was breaking out instead, he took water and washed his hands in the sight of the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. Look to it yourselves. And the whole people said in reply, His blood be upon us and upon our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. But after he had Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus inside the praetorium and gathered the whole cohort around him. 
They stripped off his clothes and threw a scarlet military cloak about him. Weaving a crown out of thorns, they placed it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spat upon him and took the reed and kept striking him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the cloak, dressed him in his own clothes, and led him off to crucify him. As they were going out, they met a Cyrenian named Simon. This man they pressed into service to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the stall, they gave Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he had tasted, he refused to drink it. After they had crucified him, they divided his garments by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And they placed over his head the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and the other on his left. Those passing by reviled him, shaking their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself if you are the Son of God and come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him and said, He saved others, he cannot save himself. So he is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe in him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. The revolutionaries who were crucified with him also kept abusing him in the same way. From noon onward, darkness came over the whole land, until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Elohim, Elohim, Abbasakotani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders who heard it said, This one is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran to get a sponge. He soaked it in wine, and putting it on a reed, gave it to him to drink. But the rest said, Wait, let us see if Elijah comes to save him. But Jesus cried out again in a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Tombs were opened, and the bodies of many saints who had fallen asleep 
were raised. And coming forth from their tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. The centurion and the men with him who were keeping watch over Jesus feared greatly when they saw the earthquake and all that was happening. And they said, Truly, this was the Son of God. There were many women there looking on from the distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him. Among them were Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was himself a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be handed over. Taking the body, Joseph wrapped it in clean linen and laid it in his new tomb that he had hewn in the rock. Then he rolled a huge stone across the entrance to the tomb and departed. But Mary Magdalene and the other Mary remained sitting there, facing the tomb. The next day, the one following the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember that this imposter, while still alive, said, After three days I will be raised up. Give orders, then, that the grave be secured until the third day, lest the disciples come and steal him and say to the people, He is raised from the dead. This last imposter will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, The guard is yours. Go, secure it as best you can. So they went and secured the tomb by fixing a seal to the stone and setting a guard. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As we gather today for Passion Sunday, the brief homily is recommended. So I'll do my best. I want to talk about two things, two false gods, and then the true God, Jesus. Through this COVID-19, the false god of sports was out in the night. One day you could have your kindergartner playing soccer all the way to the Olympics. And that's no more. March Madness was stopped in its tracks. ESPN doesn't know what to do. They're playing reruns. Sports analysis don't know what to do. There's nothing going on. Everything ceased in one day. And I want to take about this other false god that I don't know about you, but I find myself into is this god of noise. Of distraction. I feel like that's what's ramping up in our hearts by going to Netflix, by going to Amazon Prime, by going to music. The noise, the cacophony. And that's starting to take root even deeper. So I just warn all of us against that. We don't have to be noisy. Because if we look at Jesus, I want to look at 
at the stage or I want to look at the passion and say, what didn't Jesus say? The power of silence. So much silence in front of Herod that Herod goes, you know, I can kill you, right? In front of Pilate, Pilate's greatly amazed. In the garden, Jesus has prayed three times to his father in silence. And he knows from that silence his identity. From that identity, he's able to say, I could pull angels to fight for me right now. But I don't need to. This is my father's will. So that you can have life. He goes all the way through his passion, and the majority of it is noise and accusation. And Jesus is silent through it all. People are bringing false accusations, and Jesus is serene and patient. And he's able to be there, to love the people that are accusing him, without saying a word. So that real gift of silence in this time. The noise confuses our hearts to say, what's my identity now? But silence is how God speaks. Because it's in the silence, it's in the calm that we come to our identity as being beloved sons and beloved daughters. And then we can do the same thing looking at Jesus when we're falsely accused. hard parts of our lives, those suffering times in our lives, to embrace the cross as Jesus did. So during this week, during this holy week, I know the Lord's going to pour out an abundance of blessings on us if we enter into that silence, if we enter into that space where Jesus is already waiting for ready to love us, ready to forgive us, ready to walk with us. So today, this week, carve out that time to be able to sit in a chair and know that you're there.
stand and profess our faith. I believe in one, one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, life from life, true God from true God, begotten not me, consubstantial with Father. Through him all things are made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and he came in. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day, in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken to the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. As Jesus enters victoriously into Jerusalem to do his Father's will, we turn, united, united with our crucified Savior, to the Father and offer our prayers and petitions. The response is, Lord, hear our prayer. That the suffering and death of Jesus Christ will strengthen the church in holiness and give her new growth, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer that civil authorities and those who are working to combat the coronavirus pandemic will be given wisdom and courage, we pray. Lord, Lord hear our prayer for those who are to be received into the church in the near future, that these days of preparation and waiting will be a time of transforming grace, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer for all who have been furloughed or become unemployed, that God will quickly end the virus, open new opportunities for them, and help them find the assistance which they need to sustain themselves and their families, we pray. Lord, Lord hear our prayer for an increase in vocations to the priesthood and religious life, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer for all who are struggling with their mental health at this time of uncertainty, that they may find comfort and calm in their faith in God, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer for the sick, those afflicted with COVID-19, the vulnerable and the fearful, that God may shelter all under the mantle of his protection, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer for the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, especially Mel and Yvonne George and Edward Leonard, we remember at Mass this weekend, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Loving Father, keep before our eyes the suffering and death of your Son. May we find in him strength for our journey and victory 
compassion of your only begotten Son, O Lord. May our reconciliation with you be near at hand, so that, through though we do not merit it by our own deeds, yet by this sacrifice, made once and for all, we may feel ready already the effects of your mercy. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. And it is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For although innocent, he suffered willingly for sinners and accepted unjust condemnation to save the guilty. His death has washed away our sins and his resurrection has purchased our justification. And so with all the angels we praise you as in joyful celebration we acclaim. Thomas, 
James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon, and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clemens, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogonus, John, Paul, Osmus, and Daniel, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things, we may be defended by your power, by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept this oblation of our service, that, that of your whole family, order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flocks of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O Lord, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect, make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. For on the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven, to you, O God, his Almighty Father, in giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. Sacrifice 
In humble prayer, we ask you, Almighty God, to man that these angels, these, these gifts be born by your hands of your holy angels to your altar of honor in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us, who through the participation at the altar, receive the most holy and body and blood of your Son, and be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us for the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ a place of refreshment, light, and peace. To us also, your servants who, though sinners, hope in your love and mercies, graciously grant some share in fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist. Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agatha, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon, through Christ our Lord. Through whom you continue to make all of me all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us.
much for Mass on Palm Sunday. Um, I'll be doing a Zoom presentation on the Holy Land at 1 p.m. Feel free to join. It's on our Facebook page. There's a link for the Zoom 